questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. The intention of tonight's special guests is to wake you from a hypnotic trance. Tonight's interview will contain information that is completely new to the human awareness. This advanced technology used in television and movies is a digital form of dark magic that they call mnemonic circles. These mnemonic circles are affecting your mind in ways you would not imagine possible. In order to give you this information, they must show you the technology being used against you. In doing so, they take the risk of exposing you to mind control. Therefore, please take this calm moment to focus and center yourself. Bring your attention here and now. Please be aware and prepare yourself for truth and knowledge that will change your life forever. Greetings from your host, Mel Fabregas. And if you're new to the Veritas family, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, just click on the subscribe button. And don't forget to visit the Veritas store for MMS, hemp oil, pure organic sulfur, and much more. And if you want to get in touch with me, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. Bonnie Jean Mitchell is a lifelong contactee who has interacted with multidimensional beings since she was a young child. She has experienced beneficial contact, as well as alien abduction and military abduction. She did her first interview with the Edgar Casey Foundation in 1993 and has been helping contactees and abductees ever since. In the year 2000, she graduated from the College of William & Mary and began working on the first book, Invitation to Self Journey with the Star People, published in 2005. Her website, alienabductionhelp.com, is a supportive environment for contactees and abductees. And also we have John Mitchell, who has a background in the U.S. Navy and U.S. Merchant Marines. John traveled to the infamous Area 51 in Nevada and filmed dozens of daytime UFOs in 2006. His experience included five hours of missing time and the filming of two UFOs leaving the scene of his abduction. These events began John's research, which has revealed connections to both the enslavement and the freeing of mankind. John wishes to enlighten others the truth to help expand their consciousness. Together, John and Bonnie run awakenvideo.org, an anthology of videos meant to awaken unity consciousness and bring truth to light. It's also linked on our website. Bonnie and John Mitchell. Hello, Bonnie and John, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? Thank, thank you. you, Val. We're yeah, happy we're, to be here. Yeah, we're doing very well. Thank you. My pleasure. And by the way, Bonnie and John are in two different parts of the world. I'm so appreciative. I hate technology sometimes. I love it sometimes. But in this case, it's great to have two people in two parts of the world joining together to give us great information. I really am looking forward to this. Uh, one of our listeners wrote to me a co very compelling letter a few weeks ago and told me you need to have them both here. So here you are. I've been watching some of your videos. But first, beyond what I read, how did the two of you converge into all this information and hopefully free their minds from this yoke that's upon us? Well, Mel, I think we started uh, once Bonnie and I got together, we had, you know, on our own separate paths before we got together, we had begun to 
become awake to uh, certain deceptions and things that are uh, blatant. And once we did get together, that's when we started to really notice the chemtrails. And I think it was the chemtrailing that uh, that uh, prompted us to uh, really start researching. And our research just immediately began to uh, involve the mind control, uh, d- variations of mind control that are out there that we'll talk about tonight. And uh, then, we, as I'll say here in a little bit, it was in uh, 2012 that we discovered the mnemonic circles, which is the basis of our research. And Bonnie? Yeah, like like John said, we both had our own uh, backgrounds. Mine started when I was very young. I had uh, experiences with multidimensional beings that I interacted with at night after I went to sleep. Um, as a young child, my third eye was open and, and active and has been this whole time. So I'm able to see a lot of things that other people just don't really notice. And I look at a lot of details just like John does and so uh, I noticed this um, mind control on TV actually when I first saw the mnemonic circles I thought to myself that looks just like Solomon's key and that's dark magic so we started researching it in depth you know I remember when I was a child I always make this connection I remember my dad watching TV then the six o'clock news there was somebody it was really boring. I mean, they, they, they typed like uh, Walter Cronkite and today's news. Right? He would read the news for half an hour. But that's the way people did it back then. And they wouldn't mind listening to all that. As time goes by in the last few years, you probably know what I'm talking about. Breaking news every time. And it's just a 10 second snippet. Boom, boom. If it's beyond 10 seconds, people seem to surf away from that channel to something else. What has caused is that the youth and even older people like me, we are getting our attention span shortened by the day. Why? Right. Well, it's all part of the the mind control. It's also part of the natural process of what we're going through right now. Um, uh, if People should look up uh, time wave zero and uh, study that. Um, people who are actively trying to stay healthy and uh, not participating in mind control as much as possible, which involves not using uh, cell phones, I call them cancer cell phones, and not watching television, they're much more aware. And uh, part of the symptom of this uh, shift that's taking place in this awakening is time speeding up. And it seems the only people who are aware of that are the people who are waking up. But I think that that is the natural base cause of uh, this attention span thing. Also, diet has a lot to do with it, and vaccinations have a lot to do with uh, symptoms of eight, what they call ADD. Which is something that it's, uh, it's new. Back in my day, you just had too much energy, and you needed to direct your energy somewhere else. Now you get right. Ritalin, now you get some medication, you're a patient for Big Pharma forever. But you mentioned chemtrails, vaccinations, poison water, poison in the food. If I didn't know any better... I would think that this is a slow poisoning of the entire population. What are they trying to do? Are they terraforming this planet to, to, and of course, folks, I get criticized all the time saying the earth has been terraformed already. I'm talking about perhaps a different race to occupy this plane. What is happening? 
Uh, well, a lot of that goes back to uh, in- indigenous information about, um, and also biblical information about the 66, the fallen angels and Lucifer slash Satan that was put into the earth. And that story, uh, no matter if people think that's the truth or not, at least the story of that seems to be what's what's transpiring a uh, gradual, but actually we're finding out not so gradual. There's uh, a part of the big lie is the whole time frame of all of this. Uh, they've uh, added a thousand years to history to begin with. And then the his story that we're given is uh, basically completely false. But um, now it's a not so slow. It's been a soft kill for a long time because they've needed our energy slash money, monoi, to uh, have their black budgets to implement all of this uh, soft kill technology. And now with the coming of 5G, I'm sure that we're about to see very swiftly that it's no longer a slow kill process, but a uh, rather a mind control process to keep... Uh, a small handful of Luciferian, satanic-hearted, dark-hearted people uh, in in as slaves, alive as their slaves, and a, a giant calling of the world's population. Bunny, if I if I remember correctly, you wanted the first segment to be the platform in which you presented all these details, and then on part two, we can perhaps entertain you know questions from me and so on. Would you like to begin with your presentation? Yes. Yes. Well, we're going to talk about the technology that's now being used against all people who watch television, mainstream movies, play video games, use cell phones and computers. It's all the the electronic devices, especially all the new smart devices. This is actually the culmination of the Illuminati's mind control and behavioral research programs. The television is the easiest way to hypnotize and program a human being's subconscious mind. It combines electromagnetic pulsing, manipulation of sound and light frequency, hypnotic trance induction, brainwave entrainment, and digital dark sigil magic, which is part of the mnemonic circles. So these tools are being used to keep the majority of people in a constant trance state It rewrites memories, it controls behavior, and it actually inserts demonic energy, which we will go into. Ultimately, it aids in the manifestation of the dark, fear-based reality the Illuminati desires. So the television, in the very beginning, was created to channel spirits. William Crookes, who invented the cathode ray tube, which was used in televisions for a long time. He was a spiritualist. He was president of the Psychic Society of Great Britain, and he held seances and talked to spirits regularly. So he was very interested in creating this electronic device to speak to spirits. And today, this is called ITC, Instrumental transcommunication. People today are actually using televisions, radios, tape recorders, and other electronic devices to speak to spirits. Um, You can look this up on the internet, ITC. And this is connected to 
one of the the New World Order projects, um, Project Bluebeam. Uh, and Project Bluebeam is one of those things that they're working on to bring about the New World Order. So there are four steps to Project Bluebeam. The first step is engineered earthquakes and hoax discoveries. So we know that through the use of HARP and other technology, they can create weather, they can also create earthquakes, and they will use this technology to supposedly discover new archeological discoveries, but they will be faked, they will be false. And this is in order to present things that will make all the nations believe that their religious doctrines have been uh, misunderstood or misinterpreted. And so they will present new evidence, basically rewriting history. That would be the first step of Project Bluebeam. The second step would be a holographic space show in the sky where they would use technology to create holographic images of God, basically, wherever you are in the world, you would see different images in the sky of what your interpretation of God is. And unfortunately, they would also use telepathic electronic two-way communication. This is the third step of the Project Bluebeam, where they would subconsciously implant thoughts from a remote device right inside of people's heads. I mean, they can already do this now, and we've seen it in simple advertising, uh, like in a Japanese mall. We've seen it in New York, in Times Square, where they were advertising a Broadway show. And whenever people walked past the sign, they would hear voices right inside of their head advertising the show. So this is not, uh, it's not unknown. People know about this, but this will be part of their Project Bluebeam to show these images of God and then have God speak to you inside of your own head so people will believe it. So the fourth step of Project Bluebeam would be a fake alien invasion, which would be done holographically. They would have a fake rapture event. And also the fact that supernatural forces will be able to travel through electronics to enter people's homes. So this is what we're talking about. This is connected to the television. Um, this information was brought to us by a Canadian researcher named Sergei Monast, who unfortunately was murdered for bringing this out. He said that during this Project Bluebeam, that spirits will travel through optical fibers coaxial TV cables, electrical lines, and phone lines in order to penetrate everyone's home at once through major appliances and that the embedded chips would already be in place. And we're talking about smart TVs, smartphones, all the smart appliances will be totally able to channel spirits into your home and cause total chaos. So that's the Project Bluebeam. Now, let me talk for a minute about what TV does right now, what TV does to your brain. When you sit down to watch TV, your brain is most likely in a beta state. This is your normal, everyday waking consciousness when you're going about 
doing your daily routine, it's a beta wave. When you sit down and stare at the screen, which begins pulsing at you, you change to an alpha state. You are literally going into a forced trance. And the longer you sit there and stare at the screen, the deeper the trance can go. This is opening up your subconscious mind for programming, like it's a computer. There's brainwave entrainment. This comes with the pulsing. Whatever frequency they pulse at you, your brain reacts to it and eventually becomes entrained. That means that whatever frequency they want to pulse at you, your brain's going to start pulsing the same frequency. Obviously, this puts you into hypnosis. You know, it's not difficult to go into a hypnotic trance. We actually do this to ourselves probably many times throughout the day. It's a natural self-defense mechanism of the brain. It's called dissociation. You might do it, let's say, when you're driving to work and you're just bored if you have a long commute and you're thinking about being someplace else or doing something else. It's kind of like your imagination, but you're actually dissociating. And by the time you get to your destination where you're driving to, you might not even remember driving there because you were so into your other thoughts. This is called dissociation, and we do it naturally. But when the TV does it, this is forced. It's a forced trance. Also on the TV, there are the rapid succession of scene changes. This is done on purpose to overwhelm the conscious mind. And when your conscious mind steps aside, your subconscious is totally open for programming. This is what it's for. They use sound and they use light frequency. They're pulsing the lights at you. They're pulsing the sounds at you. These are all programs for the subconscious mind. Either way, whether it's sound or light or electromagnetic frequency, it's all the same thing. It's all vibration and it's all meant for, to to cause brainwave entrainment. So after all of this happens to you and you are sitting there with your subconscious mind open for programming, they are literally inserting sigils and symbols that attract demons. Because remember, the television was created to channel spirits and this was their intention. This is what they do. I would like to read a couple of patents granted by the United States Patent Office. These are about mind control. First, I will say that in 1977, there was a Senate hearing on the CIA and MKUltra, mind control, ultra. They had 144 projects they were working on, many of them devoted to hypnosis, they were all about controlling human behavior and human consciousness. So when that came out, well, people were surprised. And of course, the CIA was reprimanded and told, oh, don't do that again. It's just like when they found out about subliminal programming on television back in the 70s and told, OK, don't do that anymore. And of course, they kept doing it. It's just way more advanced now. So. One of these mind control patents I like to talk about is Hulu. 
Back in 2003, a man named Hendrikus Liu, also known as Hu Liu, was granted a patent, U.S. patent number 6506148, Nervous System Manipulation by Electromagnetic Fields from Monitors. And I will just read a little bit of this abstract. Physiological effects have been observed in a human subject in response to stimulation of the skin with weak electromagnetic fields that are pulsed with certain frequencies from computer monitors and TV sets. It is possible to manipulate the nervous system of a subject by pulsing images displayed on a screen. The image pulsing may be embedded in the program material or it may be overlaid by modulating a video stream. So in 2008, Hulu became available on the internet. And nowadays, you know that if you go to get a package for internet, cell phone, television, Hulu probably comes with your package. And that's for a reason. A specific digital frequency can be custom designed to be sent to the end user of Hulu. This is what the patent is talking about. They are using specific frequencies to broadcast to the masses, but also they can specifically target individuals with this. Now, I'm sure everyone remembers a couple year, years back, we had the switch from analog signal to the digital signal for television broadcast. The analog signal, the old-fashioned signal, was too difficult to manipulate, and the effect on analog televisions was not uniform. So the digital signal was introduced to make the mind control easier. Now here's another patent. Remotely sensing and altering brainwaves with electromagnetic signals. This is U United States patent number 3951134. A computer screen pulses a signal at the viewer from a remote location. The viewer's brain waves are then picked up by a receiver and sent back to the computer at the remote location to be analyzed. They can view this on a screen in the remote location. Then they can decide what frequency they want to pulse back at you. The second signal is sent back to the viewer to create the desired change in brain waves. And by the way, they have measured the frequency of emotions including anger, fear, depression. They have measured them, recorded them, and they can play them back. They can pulse them out through cell phone towers, through harp, through Gwen towers, and they can pulse it through your television set and your smartphone. Remember that your smart TV is listening to you and watching you. It is a transmitter and a receiver. It is literally a portal between the worlds. Here's another patent. Subliminal Messages Created for Television, U.S. Patent Number 5270800. A message generator works with television signals, cable television converters, and computers to create subliminal messages to both hemispheres of the human brain. Left brain messages are presented as linear text, and right brain messages are presented as 3D pictures. Here's another one, sound and light frequency, used to achieve 
desired brain waves. The light is sent through the subject's eyes. U.S. Patent Number 5330414. Another patent. Altering the state of human consciousness through sound. U.S. Patent Number 5289438. And then the last patent I will talk about right now is a new digital technology that works in conjunction with all the digital technology now, with all the new smart appliances, the smart TV, the smartphone. It is called the Silent Sound Spread Spectrum, SSSS. U.S. Patent Number 5159703. This is used to pulse certain frequencies at the masses and at particular individuals through smartphones and smart TVs. As I said, they have measured the frequencies of emotions like fear, anger, sadness, shame, and they can pulse these frequencies out through electronic devices. With smart TV technology, they can watch you and manipulate you further by adjusting the pulsing frequency, by customizing it just for you, for your own frequency. So the TV is a weapon. It started out as a weapon. It's used to channel spirits. Same time while you're staring at the screen, you go into hypnosis. These spirits can literally be channeled into you. So the smart TV is literally a high-tech portal between the worlds. It is constantly transmitting and receiving. It is picking up from you. Smart TVs, smartphones, and other smart electronics watch you, listen to you, and manipulate you. And that's what I have for my first part, and I'll let John take over. Okay, thank you, Bonnie. Um, Okay, so I'm going to start off uh, before I describe the mnemonic circles that we discovered back in 2012. Uh, It's really important for all of your listeners to uh, know about the Lily Wave, uh, which was discovered by John Cunningham Lily in 1959. It is described as a biphasic electric pulse, which stimulates the neurons of the brain to resonate at a certain frequency. Thus, the Lily wave has the ability to control the brain patterns of the brain. The water molecules within the brain can be made to resonate at a desired frequency. This causes the electrons that comprise the brain's electrical voltage to also resonate at the same frequency. In this manner, it is possible to stimulate and control the brain's wave patterns remotely with electromagnetism and also acoustic waves. However, it is imperative to understand that if the wave is not biphasic, it will result in damage on the brain's neurons and cause what is termed brain damage. Uh, We can infer by this and the evil that is uh, behind all of this that uh, there is a high probability that purposely these uh, biphasic waves might be purposely offset a bit to purposely cause brain damage, which we are actively seeing the results of that in the dumbing down of America and indeed the entire world. If a molecule is targeted by a wave that resonates at the same frequency as the molecule, that molecule will explode. Sugar is a crystal and crystals when stressed, broken or deformed, release an electrical and magnetic charge that is known as tribal luminescence. The effect of an exploding sugar crystal is quite damaging to the mind and brain. It creates extreme confusion, dizziness, 
and also a state best described as lack of awareness or apathy. The military currently is using this. Uh, we've seen uh, their electro, I'm sure most of your listeners have seen their electronic uh, riot or crowd control technology. That is what this is. Uh, the Los Angeles uh, riots are said to have been uh, caused by this in one of their first tests. I personally feel that both the Los Angeles riots in 1992, but also the Watts riots in uh, 1965 as well, were probably caused by this. Uh, in short, the Lily Wave, best described as a targeted resonance of the brain's molecules, use of the Lily Wave can pretty much install any brainwave pattern into the mind of any targeted human, such as the negative aspects already mentioned, and also to create happiness or the ability to control one's physical movements. An attack direct to the water molecules is by far the best method to achieve the desired aims. As already stated, the Lilly Way was founded by Dr. John Lilly when he was working for the NIH, the National Institute for Health, in 1959. Um, he was actually, at that time, he was walk, working with dolphins and mind-controlling dolphins. The Lily Wave, called a balanced bidirectional pulse pair found by uh, this uh, John Lilly, is a carrier waveform that bypasses the mind's subconscious defense system. It has been monitored via oscilloscopes connected to homes, AC, ground, and neutral of power lines. This means that they, you can use an oscilloscope and scientifically see that the Lily Wave is active in every single home that has, uh, you know, a power line going to the house. Also, uh, with the same technology, you can see that Harp, Gwen Towers, Wi-Fi, cell phone towers, and all, uh, all of these technologies carry the lily wave. So the lily wave, in a sense, I call it the complacency wave. Uh, it opens your mind up for other uh, technologies that we're about to talk about. Uh, this third, this is the third step in the Project Blue Beam that goes along with the telepathic and electronically uh, controlled environment that is about to uh, be uh, implemented on everybody. From the smart grid technology, convincing each of them that their own God is speaking to them from the very depths of their own soul. I also like to mention that since 4G microwave was implemented in 2010, we've had a major decline in health uh, in the world. With the rollout of 5G, it'll be much worse. Right now, we, with the current uh, cell phone technology, we're at 2.5 gigahertz. 5G will be at 60 gigahertz, which is a huge jump in frequency and a huge jump in radiation. And we'll see uh, it, it, once 5G has been rolled out for a while, uh, it won't be long before every single mammal on the surface world will have cancer. Did you say from 2.5 we went to 60? Yes. Yes, sir. Not 2.5 to 5, 2.5 to 60. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 2.5 gigahertz is what runs 4G technology, 60 gigahertz. And also, I mean, we can go in more in depth into 5G maybe in the second hour, but uh, they use what's called a millimeter beamform wave, which literally targets the phone, the so-called smartphone of the users. This is, um, this is called consent. If you uh, ignore all of the information out there that tells you that your cancer cell phone is killing you, 
then you are giving full consent to these people, these, I can hardly call them people, these evil beings that are uh, implementing this mind technology. But um, so onto the mnemonic circles. Uh, again, we discovered this back in 2012. We were at a uh, relative's house and uh, they had some football game on. And that's when we saw them. Bonnie right away, of course, she said that, but she noticed that it was a magical pentacle. It was it, it resembled uh, Solomon's key. Uh, just a brief description is uh, the mnemonic circles are um, arcs or arches, partial circles that rotate in opposing directions. And they have uh, that part's used for the hypnosis. They have binary code in them. They often are accompanied by a countdown and or count up methods. And they have known sigils embedded in them, which... Uh, is to invoke demons through your screen and into your subconscious mind. <clears throat> and I would implore all of your listeners to go watch all of our information on mnemonic circles. It's available on our YouTube channel, Prognoptus Septum, and also our website, awakenvideo.org. And especially um, our very first documentary that we made way back about that is called uh, Global, Ep Global Epidemic Exposed Television Sigil Magic. And uh, also, so to describe sigils, it's important because not everybody studies magic as we have. Um, sigils are basically any shape that the magician designs and gives it a specific meaning. And that can be something like you can make positive sigils with light magic at home to help you to manifest, you know, positive things in your life. And there's, there's nothing wrong with using them for a positive uh, reinforcement of, of your life. But uh, these dark sigils are used uh, and were originally created, as Bonnie will get into uh, next, about King Solomon. They were created by King Solomon to trap specific demons. And so when they're used in these mnemonics, they are uh, invoking the demons into you. So the, these sigils, like a good sigil would be, uh, I could say, uh, for your listeners to take their finger in the air and make a swoosh symbol, just swoosh in the air. And right away, without saying it, everybody thinks of Nike. This is an example of how these shapes invoke a certain uh, thought or a memory in you. Now, a sigil, these shapes uh, are also actually every single language in the world. So specifically for English, we have uh, 26 letters that are sigils. Each letter or sigil has a specific shape and, more importantly, a frequency. So, in other words, we pronounce A, B, C, D with specific frequencies, and this is how we put them together and uh, convey our ideas or our thoughts to people. <clears throat> now, what's very important about that is, is to understand that these sigils, language, in fact, um, is part of what puts you inside of the box that everybody talks about. We're all in a box. Language is extremely inhibitive. We've all, all experienced having uh, maybe, let's say, a, a really cool dream, and you want to tell your loved one or your friend about this dream, and you just cannot describe it with the use of your language in any sort of uh, detail that really conveys it, conveys your, your experience. And this is an example of how language is inhibitive. Now, if we weren't all uh, or I would say if most of the people, most of the masses weren't uh, dumbed down and, and had full use of their pineal gland, their third eye, 
there would be no use for language. And a good proof that we actually once existed in the world of, uh, as, as that without language and using our minds to communicate with each other. Um, a while back now, there were four um, archaeologists who discovered something remarkable. And I always put this in all the interviews to convey this idea. They discovered that the most ancient ruins in the world are, uh, there's two things similar with all of the most ancient ruins. One, they are built the best. Some of these uh, ruins are older than the Great Pyramids of Egypt, for instance, and uh, built better than that. And the other thing, and the most important thing about these most ancient ruins is they have no hieroglyphs. So that strongly suggests that whoever built these most ancient uh, buildings had no language. And it speaks volumes about where we were and where we are today. And to also convey the idea to your listeners of how important and how powerful sigils are, I always point to the work of now uh, deceased uh, Dr. Musuru Emoto of Japan and his experiments with water. Now, he did uh, one set of experiments where he would have purified water in two different locations, and one group of people would simply put intention into the water. They would possibly say, let's say one group would say hateful things to the water or think negative thoughts towards the water. And in the other area, the other group would say loving things to the water and encouraging things, positive things, and think happy thoughts around the water. Now, the interesting thing is when you freeze the water and look at it under a microscope, and this is repeatable, scientific method, over and over again, the water that had the negative intentions imposed on it uh, is very uh, fractal and, uh, let's say, muddy and non-symmetrical, whereas the water that had the positive intention put into it is always symmetrical and beautiful. And uh, again, this is repeatable. Now, m the other way he did this experiment and more in point with these sigils is he would take two glasses of purified water, two beakers of purified water in two separate locations and simply write the sigil or the word love and put it on one beaker and the sigil, the word hate and put it on another beaker. And again, through the scientific method, this is repeatable over and over again. And it does not vary. The water that had the hate sigil written on it would be very unsymmetrical again, muddied water. It would look terrible under a microscope, whereas the water that had love written on it, the sigil love, would be very symmetrical and beautiful to look at under a microscope. And let's remember that the human body is at least 70% water. So all sigils affect the human being, the human body. And uh, like, take, for example, all the people wearing hats with the monster logo on it right over their third eye. And the monster logo is Hebrew for 666. And Anything, anything you, you, this is why many of the shirts will have their logo right over where your heart is and why the baseball caps have the sigil right over your third eye. And this literally and now scientifically provably affects you in a negative way if it's a negative sigil. You can also use the same magic in a positive way to affect your body and, and you know, wear, wear a shirt with love on it and that helps you. Um, so this is all really, really super important to uh, to understand. And uh, 
So these mnemonics we're finding on all screens. So your smartphone, which I hesitate to call it smart, but people identify with that. The smartphone and your television, all the movies have them in there. And they're embedded in, in places where unless you know what you're looking at, you have no idea what's happening. The average person out there who's never studied mind control or never heard of the mnemonics, the mnemonic uh, mind control, they have no idea how this is affecting them. But as Bonnie said, all of this technology was originally invented by people who called themselves spiritualists uh, to invoke spirits into, into the, the physical or the apparent physical environment. So, um, yes, that and all of this lines up again, as Bonnie said, with uh, Sergei Monast and his work exposing Project Bluebeam. So we also implore all of your listeners to study as much as possible uh, the all of the uh, information that's out there about Project Bluebeam, because the evidence is clear and abundant that this isn't some fantasy or something like now the term conspiracy theory has, you know, through mind control has negative connotations to it. It is not a theory. This is scientific fact with U.S. patents, and it can be observed by anybody who's awake enough to see. And uh, I think Bonnie now has some information on uh, the Key of Solomon. Okay, thanks, John. Yeah, you know, as I said before, when I first saw the mnemonic, the spinning circles on television, I immediately thought Solomon's Key, uh, because it's a book that I had studied before as a magician, as a magician of light. Um, I I knew about this. So um, the mnemonic circles seem to be based on magic pentacles that are from a book called the Lesser Key of Solomon, Goetia. Um, these, these magic pentacles in the book, The Key of Solomon, they contain coded information and regulate specific portions of the subconscious brain. There are demonic sigils or symbols embedded in them, and these are what, what are being used currently by the Illuminati in the programming. They actually come from The Key of Solomon. According to the work of Fritz Springmeier and Cisco Wheeler and their book, The Illuminati Formula Used to Create an Undetectable Total Mind-Controlled Slave, the Key of Solomon is actually Illuminati-required reading. The, the Illuminati satanic families, they are dark magicians, and they use magic. They invoke demons. This is the kind of magic that they do. So I will say a little bit about who King Solomon was. He was king of the Israelites. He was a, a well-known magician and a rabbi. And he wrote a group of magical books, which the dark magicians still use in their magical practice today. In one of his books, The Lesser Key of Solomon, Goetia, spelled G-O-E-T-I-A, King Solomon describes 72 demons. Each demon has a sigil which represents their energy. In this book, it states, the spirits of the Goetia are portions of the human brain. Their seals, therefore, represent methods of stimulating or regulating 
those particular spots through the eye. King Solomon is talking about accessing the subconscious mind through the eyes. And this is done easily with a television. It hypnotizes you, programs you, and inserts sigils into your brain. The sigils, in turn, attract particular demons. These demons are actually bound to these sigils. So the energy of that demon is then man manifested by the individual, the person who is sitting there watching their smart TV and getting programmed with the sigils. Now, according to Fritz Springmeier, he's done a lot of work into the dark Illuminati families and uh, monarch mind control. He says that within the occult world, the entire study of demonology is wrapped around the geometric shapes that serve as focal points for demons and the portals by which demons can enter the human body. A demon does not have to be materialized or conjured up to enter into a body. The geometric shapes, which are believed to attract demons, are placed into the internal worlds of slaves. Slaves are what the Illuminati call their mind control victims. They are their slaves. Now, you might think, hey, if I was possessed by a demon, I think I would know about it. But actually, it can be very subtle. It is meant to, to go unnoticed by the conscious mind. Your conscious mind is trying to be very rational and logical, things that make sense. But your conscious mind doesn't realize that your subconscious and your unconscious have been programmed with this dark Illuminati fear-based reality and demonic sigils. Now, demons are negative parasitic entities that to an extent can be bound by sigils and controlled by dark magicians. These demons suck the energy out of humans. However, if you focus on love and light, you can starve these demons out. What they do is they feed on fear, basically. So the dark magicians believe that these 72 demons that Solomon talked about, they control not only specific portions of the human brain, but all of creation and manifestation. So these demons are extremely important to their magical work. Now, our subconscious minds are so important. You know, the brain is a, really a system. You've got the conscious brain, the subconscious, and the unconscious. Our conscious brain is really the tip of the iceberg. It's like 10% of, of what we're doing with our brain. Your subconscious, that's like, if your brain was a computer, and it is very much like a computer, it would be RAM, random access memory. It's working on the current programs, the current information that it's taking in. And this is probably about 30% or so of what your brain's doing. And then the unconscious, which really stores everything you have ever heard and seen and done in your life since you were born. It is all kept in there forever. The subconscious actually controls our five senses. 
which in turn determine the way we perceive our reality. This is why the programmers are using subconscious programming on television. It's also on the computers, it's in video games, and your cell phones. So people who utilize these technologies are literally being used as batteries to fuel the world of fear, the Illuminati desires. Their subconscious minds are manifesting it. So the movie, The Matrix, really wasn't far off. Humans are being used like batteries if they fall for this dark programming. In the Lesser Key of Solomon, Goetia, it states, The operations of ceremonial magic require the five senses, sight, sound, taste, smell, and touch, which come together to form the mind. The impressions of the five senses produce unusual brain changes, which form a perceived reality within the mind. They are literally using the human subconscious mind to help them create the dark reality they want. This is mind control. And if you give consent, well, then you're allowing this to happen. And you give consent when you turn your device on. When you turn the TV on and you sit down and watch it, or you turn your cell phone on and you stare at the screen, you're giving consent. You're saying, hey, just go ahead and program me because I don't want control of my own mind. Go ahead and do it for me. Now, a couple of books um, that I recommend to read about mind control are the one I mentioned by Fritz Springmeier, Fritz Springmeier and Cisco Wheeler. The Illuminati formula used to create an undetectable, total mind-controlled slave. And another one, Operation Mind Control, written by Walter Bowart, B-O-W-A-R-T. So we are literally, literally creating this reality with our subconscious minds and with our third eyes. If your third eye is active, well, good for you, because most people have had their pineal glands calcified by many toxins, including fluoride. So if you are allowing your subconscious mind to be programmed by the Illuminati dark magicians, then you are manifesting reality that they want. It's a tiny, tiny group of people who are deciding what everyone else is going to see on television. You know, the people who own the television stations, there's actually very few. There's a handful of companies that own everything. And the people at the top are not people that you will ever see. They do not show themselves. They don't have to. They keep themselves private and they let everybody else do the work for them. The television has been a weapon from the very beginning. It's a very dangerous tool that puts you into a trance and literally programs your subconscious mind like programming a computer. Because so many people are addicted to the television, our unified consciousness is creating the dark world that the Illuminati is looking for. Now, a lot of people say, well, they've been watching television their whole, whole lives. They don't know what else to do, especially older people. They'll put the TV on just to keep them company or to have noise in the background. But this is so dangerous, especially nowadays with the violence, uh, just the incredible um, disturbing imagery 
the programming. It's so intense. If, if you have an older person in your family that you love who is doing this, maybe try getting them to do some other things. Maybe they could turn off the TV and just listen to their radio in the background. That would be better. They could maybe have a selection of their own music that they enjoy and, and start doing some other hobbies like cooking or drawing or planting or anything. People consider the television to be entertainment. Oh, I want to be entertained. But you don't understand. This is not entertainment. It is entrainment. Let's just move a couple of letters around. It's entrainment, brainwave entrainment. They are controlling your mind and your reality because what you perceive in your subconscious is how you view reality. Take back your life and turn off the device and withdraw your consent. It's all by consent. And if you don't turn the device on, then you don't give consent. And that's it for my second part. Thank you. Okay, so with the last couple of minutes we have in this first hour, uh, and along right along with what Bonnie just said, because it's a small, well, not extremely small, probably about 20, I think Jay Parker uh, uh, says that it's about 20% of the world's population are actually part of this satanic network. They're involved directly with trauma-based mind control. But because the rest of the population aren't Illuminati members, uh, they had to find a way to get inside the home to make this gradual uh, change to people to get them in line with the Luciferian, the Masonic Luciferian New World Order that they so desperately desire. So the trauma-based mind control through the TV is all about dissociation. This is why, especially those of us who are a little older, I'm 49, and I remember the good old days, supposedly the good old days of television before everything was so extremely violent and 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 so filled with uh, sex. The reason for this, the reason for the amping up of violence and sex is because it dissociates. It causes your brain, uh, your subconscious mind that is traumatized by this to um, cord off a section of the brain and put this trauma, traumatic, like when you have a, a wreck, a bad car accident, a lot of people may not remember the actual wreck at all. This is your brain's own defense mechanism uh, where it dissociates the memory of that traumatic event and stores it away in the brain. Now, why would they do that? It's, it's a, a direct link between dissociation and the removal of the human spirit, basically. The removal or the dumbing down of love and care that we're all supposed to have inside of us. So at the same time that we see this normalization of sex and violence in TV and in movies, we also see people becoming very unloving, very uncaring, coarse, a, a direct change in what human beings are. And this is what they desire. If you're a person who's involved with this, a mass media person, and you are giving up your love and your care, you are uh, causing yourself to be ineligible for this coming shift. And it's talked about the shift is talked about in all indigenous uh, histories. It's talked about in the Bible as well. 
uh, as a rapture. If, it's, it's also what we would call the Christ spirit, let's say. Uh, love and care in your heart, being concerned for others, caring about things. This is uh, crucial. If you are uh, making yourself through consent, dissociate all of this and removing love and care from your heart, then you are going to be in very sad shape when the shift actually occurs. These are the people who will be left behind in the shift. And, uh, you know, you can do your own studying on that. And uh, it seems to be playing out in reality right before our eyes. So these aren't just words. These are things that anybody can observe for themselves. And by doing this, you see, human beings, the entire world is inside your mind the left and the right hemisphere, the veil that everybody talks about, the lifting of the veil. This veil exists only in one place. The veil is between the two hemispheres of the brain, and it was put there through consent by you. So if you are not actively trying to backpedal away uh, from mind control and actively being loving, actively being caring, the veil will only get deeper. It will not lift for you. So all of this, you know, the left hemisphere mind control is all about school, which we call indoctrination. It emphasizes memory, rememorizing, which is 90% garbage in these schools. Anyhow, uh, it's all a bunch of lies. And, and so basically putting steroids in your left hemisphere and strengthening that while at the same time trying to deaden the right hemisphere of your mind, this causes a disconnect between the two hemispheres and thus a disconnect from reality, which again, reality, the world exists inside your mind. And it is this mind control is so multi-generational now that every single human being is born with the left hemisphere of their brain slightly at one to three millimeters in front of the right hemisphere, which is now what one would expect to see if they open up, you know, do a, uh, actually cut into a, a cadaver and look at the human brain, you would assume that both hemispheres would be balanced inside the brain, but that's no longer the case. So this is physiological evidence of this mind control. And uh, I don't know how close we are there, Mel. Are we pretty close to the end of the first hour? Because I do have more. To the minute. To the minute. So what we're going to yeah. do, we're going to take a break. And usually I engage in both segments, but I really wanted to let you both present your findings because I think it's really important to do it unimpeded without interruptions so that people can see how pervasive this is. I am learning new things here too. I've never heard of the term mnemonic circles. And even I, I produce videos every week and shows every week and I have software and a lot of these gadgets allow you to give presentations and little very short videos that show what you're telling me now, the mnemonic circles on those little things that I personally use because I've been provided the tools by, I'm not going to mention and give publicity to any of these software companies, but obviously they're passing it to me to use it against you. And I didn't know that. And now I'm going to be more careful because I have the knowledge. I will act. When we come back, segment two, I want to ask questions. I want to dissect everything they have said because we need to find ways to unshackle ourselves thankfully i disconnected cable last year we don't watch tv here it's only on demand if at all 
And I have to tell you, I feel much, much better. But there's much to do. And I want people to understand that this is information. This is knowledge. We don't want to spread fear because that's what feeds them. Part two, I want to give solutions to this problem. So how can people learn more about your work, Bonnie and John? They can go to our website, awakenvideo.org. And if they are interested in learning about alien abduction or they need help with alien abduction, they can go to alienabductionhelp.com. And also our YouTube channel is Prognotus Septum. And uh, the majority of our videos and actually a few videos that aren't even on our website are all available there. And as you and I discuss offline, we're having trouble with YouTube, with strikes and censorship. So we're going to discuss that. That's part of the plan, too. And if you have noticed, folks, they want one. In the past, they wanted three. Three automotive companies, three telephone companies, three this, three that. Now... They're allowing the mergers to go into one. We have Amazon, we have Google, one, one, one. And they just want to control everything that we do, everything that we think. So when we come back, let's remove those shackles. This is Mel Fabregas, and you are listening to Veritas. I'm here with my special guest today, Bonnie and John Mitchell. Don't go anywhere. Thank you for listening to the first part of this very important Veritas interview. To listen to the rest and all of our material, proceed to the members section or subscribe at VeritasRadio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for MMS, hemp oil, pure organic sulfur, and other great products. Thank you.